Good morning, universe. What is it? It's 7.35 here on the 12th of January. Yes, 12th of January. That makes it a Thursday in the year of Blue Dream. And <clears throat> boy, do we have a lot of bunnies in the Bunny Canyon. Canyon? There are no Bunny Canyons. No, in our Bunny Cannon. Only Bunny Cannons. Uh, firing simultaneously. And so, oh, man. Just too much going on, which is good, because it's all great. I'm just, I'm having a better life than you, I know that much, whoever you are, because my life's perfect. Okay, it's not perfect, but it's damn fucking great right now. And so, booyah to that. Um, Why is it great? Because I am Flowing with current in every direction and not fighting any energetic patterns whatsoever. And I'm slipstreaming across those energetic flows as much as I want or as little as I want. I'm in full control over my own presence and experiences therein. And they've been great. And today's going to be great. I mean, today, today I have to work, so that part might suck. Well, it, it won't, though. I just, oh, man. How'd I get her? I'm starting to wonder. A little bit. I knew that rewards were inherent in committing to the long-term outlook. I just had never done it before. And I'm not saying I'm there now. Hell, what's four or five years, right? It's not much time, that's for sure. But the the crescendo is real. You can't get to the highest points without reaching the midpoints and the semi-midpoints on the way. You don't get to jump from obscurity to nirvana. You have you have to do the work. You have to believe that you have the power to change who you are, and what your life is all about. And I'm not saying I have this power. That's not what I mean. All of us have it. So why do we give up on ourselves? Why do we have to hide from the world who we really are? Why is it so difficult to be here and be completely exposed? Why does the word completely exposed frighten all of us? Other than some dude completely exposing himself. I mean, there's just, there's just a vulnerability to pushing yourself out there and letting other people say yay or nay to you. Or is there? Because I was, uh, well, there, there, there has been an event uh, that this recording is, is right in the midst of. Reese and I went to the sensory deprivation tanks yesterday, and I had uh, as I, what, what I and, and I don't want to I don't want to talk too much about it right here because Reese and I are going to break it down later today, and we're going to uh, have that episode posted. But what I had forgotten for anybody who is in a condition of physical pain or just aches and pains, I had forgotten how therapeutic it is for your physical body to just be able to have no gravity encumbering it. Uh, that, that for, for the gap between the last time I did it and this time, that 
is the more appreciable side of it now. I walked out of the, it was more relaxing than any full body massage or anything else I've ever had. And I'm still feeling that way today. So, oh boy, I can just, I can feel the tension release in my shoulders. And that is such a gift for me because my shoulders get so tense. Oh, thank you, Lord. Well, not thank you, Lord. Oh. Ha. Thank you, Samantha Float Center, for your courteous and uh, also pampering treatment of Brisa and I while we were in your spa. Okay. That is not what I got on to talk about. That's what I'm going to get on to talk about later. What I did get on to talk about, though, well, two things. First, am I high enough? Well, no, that is not what I got on to talk about. That is the first thing to consider before we get on to what I talk, was going to talk about. Because what we're going to talk about today are two things. Computers, well, and their uh, emergence into the smartphone uh, format. And particularly dumbing down devices. And then I wanted to talk about blacking out. And what what is going to be redundant, so let me just get it out there first. I'm going to go through episode 13 on my own sometime probably tomorrow, which is me trying to explain the blackout episodes I had at Kroger. I can't really explain them. So for one, that's not going to happen. Uh, what I do want to explain is what it's like to realize you've blacked out because you don't know it until somebody fills you in. And it's the filling in part that's fucking awful. Especially if you black out because you were drunk. Because let me tell you, you don't black out drunk and do nice things. No, no, you don't. Pause. Because clearly I'm not high enough. So Phoebe just gave up. She's curling up on the dog bed, about to go to sleep. I love how she now recognizes when I'm doing a podcast and uh, gives me the look of, well, how long is it going to be? And then gets on her bed to fall asleep. I love my dog. Oh, and there was a third thing that I don't really want to talk about now, because if I can talk about it with Brisa, it'll be a much more interesting conversation. But that is the extent we'll go to to mask the parts of ourselves we think are unacceptable, weird, uh, uniquely uh, fucking our lives up, whatever it may be. I believe Brees and I have a lot in common when it comes to feeling overwhelmed by being who we really are in a society that doesn't really seem to want to see who we really are. But that's why we're not going to talk about that one here. Let's start by talking about the emergence of computers into smartphones and dumbing things down. Because <clears throat> I'll admit that about eight years ago, I quit caring to learn more of the Android system or anything close to what I had known Windows. And knowing Windows isn't something special. It's just if you grew up with Apple IIe as your first computer or the Commodore 64, some Texas Instruments thing, and we're doing the little booklet programming that you could buy in your elementary school or your junior high school, you just you were there for the emergence of the machines, and so you became familiar with them if you were interested in them. It wasn't challenging, nor was it unusual. Almost everybody born in the 60s and 70s has some base familiarity with uh, DOS programming, base machines, and the emergence of Windows. And 
and and I'm not saying everybody knows how to write programs in basic, of course not. But to be able to to find and navigate through, say, a Windows system or Apple system in 1989 wasn't as intuitive as a smartphone, but it was pretty damn intuitive. And if you knew what you were doing in command keys, well, you could master those programs pretty well. And <clears throat> they started teaching... Things like uh, Microsoft Certified Systems Engineer or something like that. I mean, there were there were little uh, degree slash certifications you could get that would um, give you some bona fides to help teach other people how to do things like databases or whatever. I mean, there just there were all kinds of different applications within Windows that you could become an expert at. And I'm not saying I was ever at that level, but computers became more and more a part of our life. So the depth to which you could know and understand how they worked became a greater and greater field of study. Again, none of this is even worth telling you because you already know this. So, as I see what's happening now, as we're sequestering knowledge, as we're protecting it under the guise of corporate, uh, what, uh, what is it? What is it? Corporate secrets? Or what do, you, what do you have to sign that you won't go tell other corporations the fucking dirty shit about your other corporation that you worked for? Or not the dirty shit, but the like, uh, or the patented bullshit? Whatever. Whatever intellectual property corporations now own about how smartphones and Android and everything else works that we never get privy information to because the only one that actually gets that information is the CIA, the NSA, the Mossad, and MI6. And I probably left a couple of you out, but those four for sure. So with all of this in mind, well, what are they doing for the user? Well, they're, they're basically putting us in diapers and saying, go ahead, pee and shit yourselves. You can't hurt yourselves. But we're not going to tell you how any of this shit works. And I remember when Windows closed off its, its uh, BIOS... Uh, the way that disks communicate got changed to uh, a more uh, hmm, observable process from one that was just technical. And uh, when it did, it fucked up <laughs> all my computers because I had been randomly swapping disks back and forth between machines because it didn't matter. They were all speaking the same language. But then when everybody got an, got a fingerprint, and they started identifying you through the machine uh, code that was tied to your exact uh, computer in use. In other words, you could no longer flip-flop disks between machines because they didn't read the same. They didn't have the same fingerprint. They weren't identical machines anymore. They were all now unique. And if you knew what was going on on the back end, you knew what had happened. You knew that they were taking over the freedom we had to modify and construct our own technology within our own ecosystem. We were now going to have to buy into theirs. And buy into it we have. For now we have smartphones the device that a four-year-old can figure out. But nobody knows how it works. Well. 
<sighs> Hello, CIA. And Mossad, I never really talked to you directly, but should we talk about 9-11? No, let's not go there today. Pause. Okay, and again, I just, I kid the CIA, the Mossad, MI6, NSA, FBI, local police, city authorities. I kid all of these agencies just because they're fun to kid. Not because I think they're doing anything nefarious. We depend on these agencies. If not for these agencies, what kind of chaos do we live in? Sort of, what, cavemen drawing fantastic paintings of antelopes on walls? Chaos? Probably. So, no. No. Thank you. Thank you, CIA. Thank you. Oh, wow, yeah. Thank you especially for taking over the drug trade and making sure that America was the place where all the good drugs come. Thank you. Okay, now. Should we talk about blackouts, or have I talked enough already? Well, some people would say, yeah, man, shut the fuck up. And I would say, why? What have I said? Nothing. The CIA is like my big brother. I'm just their little brother they poke in the eye if they ever want to. But don't poke me in the eye, CIA. My eyes are good. I don't want to. I don't need to lose an eye because I see I ate myself. Um, what do I want to do here? Blackouts. Blackouts. First blackout I had, <laughs> oh God, first blackout I had might be my worst performance in life. It might be, but I don't remember it, so I don't know. Isn't that nice? Blackouts rule. No, they don't. Blackouts suck. Blackouts suck. Blackouts suck. Blackouts suck. And, um, all right, I'll tell this story. Why not? Uh, when I got back to Denver from having gotten caught fucking a girl on my living girlfriend's couch when she came home for lunch, well, I started dating a college girl like any 33-year-old should. And uh, she wasn't a college girl. She was a college woman. She was 22. I was not 33. I was 31. And, um, and needless to say, that relationship had no chance of ever being anything of value because I was nothing of value at that time. And so all I was doing was taking advantage of the naive uh, and, um, and considerate affection a young woman was showing me. Well, <clears throat> on her birthday, her 22nd birthday, fuck, I forgot it was her birthday. God, do I want to tell this story? <laughs> uh, this was 2003, so at least it was 20 years ago. On her birthday, we we are breaking up. It's clear. Like, I'm surprised that she invited me to her birthday. Because I know her birthday is kind of important to her. She's got six close friends plus me. And uh, And her close friends are all much closer to her age. The age is the issue, by the way. And it, of course it is. And, uh, and not of course it is. There are plenty of people who could be 31 and 22 and fall in love, but not me, not me, not me. <clears throat> and, uh, and I get to dinner and I'm the last one there and everybody else brought a present and I didn't. <laughs> so, so I didn't know that we were supposed to bring a present. I actually had a present for, her. I just didn't bring it. 
I mean, I wasn't going to bring a present to a night out. I just didn't think that would be cool. I didn't even know anybody had a car. So, again, start off with that miscue. But she is wearing what I can only describe as the hottest outfit I've ever seen. She's wearing a front single piece of clothing that is a mirrored sheet of shimmer tied around the back with a clear bra strap. So it looks like she's just cloaked in some Egyptian garment of divine mirrored goodness and this white perfectly fit miniskirt. She just looks tremendous (laughs) as does the rest of the crew. And I'm not dressed poorly, but I clearly look the worst of the group. So I start getting loaded. (laughs) And I mean, bombed. I am fucking doing shots at the bar on my way to the bathroom while everybody else is still eating dinner. I get loaded. And uh, the plan is to go to a piano bar and then go dancing. And the piano bar is this dueling piano bar. It's one of the more popular spots in Denver. And and I I don't make it out of there. Because... By the time I get there, I'm stumbly drunk. And I proceed to get even more drunk. I'm not driving. There's no concern about anything of that sort. The only thing that is here is my complete wayward emotional train wreck of feeling left out. Unwanted. Ill-placed. Because all of the above are true. All of my own doing. (laughs) So... Here I am, fucking hating my life because I've made my life a piece of shit life right there. And what do I do? I take it out on this poor girl's birthday. This is where I I don't remember anything from here on. And I spend another two hours of conscious life going off the rails. So before I tell you all the shit I did, let's tell you what happens the next day that I don't still understand that I've done anything. I, I first figure... Wow, I got wasted last night. When I wake up in my bed, face down, in all of the clothes I wore out, plus my jacket. And I haven't moved because I can see the drool stain on my pillow is enormous. In other words, I basically passed out and let all the fluids that I could possibly let out of my face fall out of my face onto my pillow without ever moving. And I've woken up at sometime after 12 because football games are on. We were out on a Saturday night, so it's NFL football games the next day. The football games are already on, and it, we're into half or into the the halftime show, so I know it's late. <laughs> and uh, and I start to try to piece together the the memories of the night, and I can remember getting to the piano bar, but I can't remember much after that. So what do I do? I pick up the phone, I call my. <laughs> uh, uh, current girlfriend, I guess I still thought, and say, hey, uh, I don't really remember a whole lot of what happened last night. Obviously, I got home alone, so I hope everything worked out okay. Happy birthday. I'll talk to you later. Now, I've never spoken to her again, but that message had to be the ultimate fuck you of my life. I didn't know it at the time, but it turns out that the night before, at some point, I just turned into a monster and told this woman how much I felt abused, used, and and incidental or whatever. Some self-pity party that was completely undeserved. 
and proceeded to yell at the top of my lungs, I'm done with you, you fucking C-word. A word I'll no longer use. I can't say that I won't use it as I'm blacked out, but I won't use it in conscious state of mind. And I used it that night, from what I understand, at least five times, at the top of my lungs, in front of one of the most popular establishments in Denver, to a woman on her 22nd birthday. Yeah, I was that big a piece of shit. Blame the alcohol if you want, but I don't. I blame a guy who, for whatever reason, kept thinking, oh, this will be the piece that makes me better. Instead of realizing, here's another piece that I can destroy by thinking that somehow they can fix me when all I am is a broken, useless, emotionally unhinged waste of time. It's what I was. And I got into one more relationship after that before I came to the realization that I just needed to stop dating dating women, period. It was done. I was too big of an imbecile to think that I could fix myself or be fixed by anybody else. And uh, really haven't dated anyone since, but have gone through the progression now to realize I'm a totally different person. I see those old (laughs) memories of myself, and I cringe at some of them, for sure. But they're me. I can't deny them. I can't deny what I did to that lady that night. That lady. (laughs) Her name starts with an L, so I almost said her name, but... (laughs) Uh, The point is, I have said I'm sorry to her. Probably not enough. But the universe knows I can do better. It didn't give up on me, even though I gave up on myself. So, who knows where things go next. I've never, ever considered uh, being alone anything that I can't handle, and I in fact, quite enjoy being alone. So I don't go looking for romantic prospects anymore. I especially don't open the valve of, uh, of casual flirtation for fear that I will turn into a monster. But I also don't deny that life's better with other people in it. And much as yesterday showed me, not showed me, uh, uh, potential girlfriend material, but showed me how much more fun it is to have lunch with somebody than by yourself. I might have to start thinking about dating again. Maybe. Maybe. Probably not.